This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. With us live via telephone is Roberta Grossman. Roberta Grossman is um, the director of an acclaimed documentary feature, which is going to be released on January the 18th, just a couple of days from now. It is called Who Will Write Our History, led by historian Emanuel Ringelblum and known by the code name Einig Shabbos, a clandestine group of journalists, scholars, and community leaders in the Warsaw Ghetto vowed to defeat Nazi lies and propaganda, not with guns or fists, but with pen and paper. Now, for the first time, their story is told in the documentary featuring the voices of three-time Academy Award nominee Joan Allen and Academy Award winner Adrian Brody. Director Roberta Grossman, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thanks for having me. What a fascinating story. It is a fascinating story. In my mind, it's the most important uh, unknown story of the Holocaust, just uh, not to put too fine a point on it. Was it, uh, in fact, unknown till now? When when did we discover this story? Well, uh, the story has been very well known, in fact, among scholars uh, for you know, decades. The first cache of the archive was found in 1946, buried in the rubble of the Warsaw Ghetto. The second cache was found in 1950 when Polish construction workers were building new apartments on the site of the former ghetto. And the archive, which is some 60,000 pages of material, um, the, the largest uh, eyewitness account to, uh, account or, accounts to survive the Holocaust, it's been at the Jewish Historical Institute in Warsaw since that time. But the Jew- and they've done a wonderful job of preserving um, the archive and making it accessible to scholars. But because it was primarily in Yiddish and Polish, because they were behind the uh, Iron Curtain until the fall of the Berlin Wall, it wasn't accessible and it wasn't known to the wider public. The uh, documentation starts what month of what year? Well, Emanuel Ringelblum started his diary um, when the war started on September 1st, 1939, or maybe even a couple days before. Um, but the Warsaw Ghetto was closed in November 1940, and eight days later, after the closing of the ghetto, Ringelblum gathered the, the first uh, group that would become the executive committee of the Onik Chavez and laid it out for them what they were going to do, that they were going to write themselves, commission essays, collect all kinds of ephemera based on, on YIVO, um, uh, and uh, they were going to make a huge collection from which further, future historians, I hope themselves included, would write the history of the war from the Jewish point of view. Um. They go ahead and do this, and does it end? Uh, does the project end at the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising or after that? Well, most of the members of the Onik Shabbos were deported in the Great Deportation um, in 1942, mm. July through September 1942. But there was a handful. There were about 50,000 Jews left in the ghetto. It basically became a labor camp. And there were a handful of members of the Onik Shabbos who were still there documenting what was going on then. Um, including the amazing diarist Abraham Lewin. Um, and Ringelblum had escaped the ghetto, went to the area inside where he was hiding in a much too large bunker. I mean, by much too large, I mean that it could attract notice, with about 31 other people, his wife and his young son. But Ringelblum kept on take, risking his life going back and forth uh, from the area inside 
to the ghetto to, to work with and talk to the people who are still collecting documentation, eyewitness accounts, and to make sure that the third cache of the, of the archive was buried. And it was buried uh, shortly before the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. But that third cache that documents the preparation for the uprising and everything else that was going on in those days um, was never found. It's believed to be under the Chinese embassy in uh, Poland. And he took all those risks because he felt that documenting the war from a Jewish perspective, from his group's perspective, was a matter of life and death. It was a matter of life and death. Do you want your your most profound um, enemy to be the one to write your obituary? Oh, I'm not. No. I'm not. No, a, no, I mean, I'm saying that's how they felt about it. Right. right? I'm not. I'm not minimizing. I'm trying to stress that he literally felt it was a matter of life and death. Would risk everything literally his own life, uh, in order to keep this operation going. Absolutely, and they all risked their lives. I mean, the, the Gestapo did not take kindly to any kind of uh, uh, resistance, especially organized resistance. So every member of the Onik Shabbos was taking incredible risks. Um, but to them, first they thought they were doing it, you know, to collect this information for, you know, historians of the future, and they thought they would be, um, many of them would survive to be among that number. Then when they realized what was going on, because they were getting information from outside of Warsaw, from couriers, escapees, um, escapees from Helmo, escapees from Treblinka, then they realized, uh, oh my God, m- maybe none of us will survive. But they wanted their, their words to survive. Um, they wanted their, their civilization. And basically they were bearing a time capsule of the Jew- Polish-Jewish civilization. Um, And I think that they really had two primary goals, and one was was to tell the story from the Jewish point of view, and the other was to be remembered as individuals. The Onik Shabbos archive put a great premium on the individual story, and not just just like the high-ups, rabbis, or members of the UNRWA, but the everyday person. Um, And that's why Ringelboom encouraged uh, essay writing contests for kids in schools in the ghetto, so you get kids' perspectives. There was a rabbi, Hasidic rabbi, um, uh, who was an important member of the Onik Shabbos. It was a very inclusive uh, operation. Um, And then Sam Kassau wrote his magnificent book, Who Will Write Our History, that was published in 2007. He spent 12 years uh, writing and, uh, you know, researching the story. Um, And that's when the story really came to light. Sam's book... um, is is a form of uh, it's a historical rescue in its own right. Um, he went to such in such painstaking detail, recreated the world of Ringelblum and the other Polish Jews between the wars, um, the forming and running of the archive, the documents in the archive, the conditions in the ghetto, the destruction of the ghetto, and the very dramatic story of how the archive was uh, was unearthed uh, after the war. And I read his book uh, around 2012 and realized, oh my God, I can't believe that I don't know the story because I've spent my whole life reading and learning about the Holocaust and I've never heard about it. So I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just saying I sort of felt that if I didn't know about it, most people didn't know about it. When I started asking friends and family and people on the street, um, most people didn't know about it. And that seemed to me an outrage. Yeah, frankly, I was shocked. I never heard about it. And the, um, and the, for the few minutes you could see online, because uh, there are trailers and there are, samples online it's gripping you would think how gripping can a story like this be when it's about writing and this type of group obviously you know they're fighting the war with pen and paper as opposed to you know as opposed to you know with guns and the makeshift grenades right. uh, and yet it's a very gripping tale and one again that that shows the danger that our people were in on a regular basis right um 
you know, these were people who were uh, spiritual resistors. Right. Um, and at first blush, that might not seem um, like it would be compelling. But the thing that's so compelling is that the writing is so amazing. This, you know, Abraham Lewin, the diarist that I mentioned a minute, a minute ago, he was writing in his diary in a very personal way. Um, and everything he saw and heard during, continued during the Great Deportation, even on the day his wife of 21 years um, was deported. He's writing in his diary on that day, you know, you know, the, you know total blackness, uh, utter destruction. Basically, you know, she went out in a light dress with my briefcase and, and her stockings. I mean, just the most intimate details. And then he berates himself for not going after her. Um, but he, they have a daughter who he has to stay with, and also he's afraid to die, and he admits that too. This is the kind of really, you don't get that kind of honesty in a uh, in uh, survivor accounts. Survivor accounts are incredibly important, but eyewitness accounts are something completely different. Yeah, this, and this is more, as as you're saying, as it happens. I mean, this is, exactly. this, this is happening and being documented as it happens, which gives you the complete emotion of the moment and the, right. and the immediate situation that has to be faced, as opposed to a survivor, not to minimize that, looking back years later at what happened during those specific episodes. And now I understand better what you said earlier about the enemy writing your obituary because obviously to the enemy these were major victories when they were able to deport people and separate families and from the perspective of obviously of those who were suffering at the hands of the enemy it is a completely different story. And that is one right, that's, that's a great example. I mean, that, that, that says it all. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a, think of it from the perspective of the enemy while at the same time you're uh, – uh, wondering about what was uh, going on in the hearts and minds of those who were suffering at their hands. Um, Roberta Grossman's with us. She is the director of Who Will Write Our History. Now, uh, we're recommending highly that our listeners see this. H- how's this going to work? When is this officially being released? It's being uh, it's having its theatrical opening in New York on January 18th at the Quad, and it will have a week run. Uh, a regular theatrical week run, and people can get information about that um, on our website, whowillwriteourhistory.com, or they can go to the website of the Quad to find out screening times and to buy tickets. And myself, Sam Cassow, the author of Who Will Write Our History, and the executive producer of the film, Nancy Spielberg, will be uh, doing Q&As on the opening weekend, and those, those screenings where we will be will also be noted on the Quad's web- website. All right. Once that com- is completed, this is going to have some type of uh, North American release. Is it going to be available to people? I know that there's a um, uh, there's something planned uh, coinciding with uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Correct? Yeah, on January 27th, uh, which is International Holocaust Remembrance Day, um, we we in the United States and in Israel we commemorate the the Holocaust for, at Yom Hashoah, which is in April coinciding with the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. Right. But 127 is the date that Auschwitz was liberated. Right. Um, and the rest of the world commemorates the Holocaust on that day. We are having an unprecedented, unprecedented global screening event. At this moment, we have over 200 screenings in more than 40 countries, many of them um, linked up simultaneously in time. And we have a anchor screening at UNESCO headquarters in Paris. And the uh, post-screening discussion... Uh, as well as a mini uh, a discussion with Nancy Spielberg and myself um, and Sam Cassow during while the UNESCO audience is screening the film will be on Facebook Live, which can be accessed through the film's website. Oh, right. no, through the film's Facebook page. Which I assume is also who will write our history. 
yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, to put it up. But yes, if you go to Facebook and put in Who Will Writer History, you will most certainly come to our, our Facebook page. All right. Uh, we're highly recommending it, everybody. Check it out. Go to the website, whowillwriteourhistory.com, whowillwriteourhistory.com, the entire schedule that Roberta just mentioned is there on the site, and you can check out uh, when you can uh, go see this starting this coming Friday, January the 18th. Who will write our history.com? Well worth it. Check out the trailer online. You'll see exactly what I mean. And by the way, I love the fact that the clandestine group called themselves Einig Shabbos, <laughs> uh, right. re- recognizing how central that is, the, the, the beauty and the joy of Shabbos, how central it is to our tradition, which I thought was really nice. And also it was because the executive committee met, met on the Saturdays. Wow. And also, uh, yes, on Facebook, of course, who will write our history is what you need to right. put in. That's, the, that's how you find the website, so it I was, mean the Facebook page. So that was their Einig Shabbos, getting together yeah. on Shabbos on t- how to defeat the enemy, right. <laughs> which is pretty right. amazing. It really right. is amazing. Uh, Roberta, uh, congratulations on this. Good luck with it. I Thank hope you. it's uh, viewed by thousands and thousands and really appreciated by all the journalists, scholars, community leaders, and all the regular people out there as well. And uh, congratulations, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Who will write our history.com? Go to the site. Share it with your kids, teachers. Tell your students about it. Who will write our history.com? An amazing story led by historian Emanuel Ringelblum and known by the codename Einig Shabbos, a clandestine group of journalists, scholars, and community leaders in the Warsaw Ghetto vowed to defeat Nazi lies and propaganda not with guns or fists, but with pen and paper. Now for the first time, their story is told in the documentary featuring the voices of uh, Joan Allen and Adrian Brody. The release date is January the 18th, a couple of days from now. Check out who will write our history Com. More coming up. You're listening to a, a Tuesday morning edition of JM and the AM as we continue here at the Nahum Siegel Network.